Good morning. Welcome, friends. Welcome to Fashion Friday. Let's get right into it. Business of fashion. Let's talk business. Okay, I have some interesting news. So a couple of things I I heard recently. Um, where do I want to start? Oh, my gosh. Um, so Etsy, let's start there. You may or may not know, it's basically a marketplace for sort of handmade and lots of vintage items. Great platform for small businesses um, that, you know, don't have a brick and mortar and kind of run things maybe out of their home. It was bought by, no, it has bought, sorry, Depop. Depop is another platform. Basically, it's a secondhand fashion. So um, it's an app. And both of them are apps, actually. And um, Depop, it's interesting. I used D- Depop years ago, kind of when I first found out about it. I used to resell my clothing, a lot of my clothes there. And it didn't work that well for me. I know it is a British thing because it is it is um, British-based. So I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe it's or maybe it's just the area that I live. I don't know. Um, it didn't work. I end up taking my clothes. Actually, I sell some things on Poshmark, and then I also just go to the local consignment shop. Um, and then, so Etsy, similar, but only it's not it's not really secondhand. It's more, like I said, handmade and vintage things. So Etsy has bought Depop, $1.6 billion. And so, because you say, well, okay, and so... The point is, earlier this year, let me backtrack, earlier this year, Poshmark, ThreadUp, and I believe there's one other, Poshmark, ThreadUp went public. So these are um, both other, these are other apps, ways to sell vintage or used clothing, resale, so, or like upcycling. The point is, I feel like these are the retail businesses that are thriving through a pandemic. Um, and, you know, I mean, if you look at the numbers, I've, I've heard lots and read um, from lots of different sources that vintage and resale clothing and consignment is up tremendously. Retail in general is up um, specifically. And I think I talked about this a couple of shows ago, how the luxury market is really up as well. And so, so it's kind of the two ends of the spectrum. It's the resale, upcycle, consignment, vintage, so basically used clothes, and then luxury. The middle is still thriving as well, but the two ends seem to be really um, doing well. And I also think it speaks to the future of retail in general. And remember, this sort of thing happened before the pandemic. So we had Poshmark, we had Depop, we had ThreadUp, it was probably one of the newer ones. We had all these apps where you could sell, all these platforms where you could resell clothing and or um, this handmade stuff. These have been around. They're not new. I just think that they really got a big, huge push through this pandemic. And that's great. Listen, that's one good thing, right? That came out of something um, terrible. So, um, and for example, Depop has been up 100% year on year. Their revenue was $70 million in 2020. So, yeah, you think about that. I'm like, wow. That I mean, it's a big deal if you think about, you know, the overall scheme of things. Is it, you know, that big in the fashion industry? Well, no, that's a multi-billion dollar industry. But it's still a nice chunk. I, I still think it says a lot about the direction we're going, how people are shopping, how the consumer is shopping. And, um, you know, I just think... It kind of it starts with something like this. It starts with the fact that things are more accessible. Number one, 
Number two, consumers are more educated than they used to be. Those are two really big things that drive this sort of, uh, you know, business of fashion. So, you know, and I was thinking about this recently. I was talking to a friend. We were talking about September Fashion Week is, you know, is going to be fully open and on in New York. I'm very excited. I will definitely be attending shows. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, we're talking about that. We're talking about how that's changed so much and how it used to be years ago. It used to be just fashion editors, front row, fashion editors, and a few like New York socialites. I'm talking about the Nan Kempners of the world and, you know, all of these sort of Upper East Side ladies that, you know, had an exorbitant amount of money and they were that customer. They could afford to buy a whole new wardrobe every season. So they were front row and editors were front row. And the rest of us, (laughs) even stylists, we really had to wait to see. And I'm talking, you know, obviously before social media. We had to wait to see what was chosen what was bought. Maybe someone would post a picture, but probably not. We had to wait and see. So you had to wait like four or five months till the buyers would buy the stuff. Things were then manufactured. And then we'd see them either in ads of magazines or in stores. That's how we saw it. I mean, it's nothing like that now. Now it's instant, right? It's instant because obviously that whole front row has changed. It's now celebrities and influencers and stylists. And we have social media, so it's instant. But my point is, I feel like back then, most women, most people probably, but definitely women, would sort of wait to see what was told to them. What was the trend? So how are we going to shop? So they they would kind of be told, not literally, but, you know, whether it was in a magazine or wait to see what would come out. Now, I feel a little bit like consumers are telling the designers what we want just by how we're buying it, how we're wearing it. You know, you can break that down again to, you know, different styles and different people and how we're wearing things and, you know, the whole thing of street style that came about. I mean, that came about truly of people that wasn't people that have – um, you know, tons of money that are buying the newest and latest. It's the opposite. It came about with most of the people were buying consignment or secondhand and just creating their own look and being really creative. So, you know, that formed. So, again, I think it's interesting how consumers are much smarter. We have more choices. Things are more accessible. Um, you know, even – and perfect example, this past year, we had no fashion week. So for two, one, two, three seasons, we kind of kind of had one. But we really didn't have a big fashion week where you could go these last three seasons. But we could see everything online. So we could still – it was still accessible. So – I personally love it. I mean, I think it's interesting how the way we shop changes. And that filters in through everything, by the way. Bob has a comment. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay. No. I I was just going to reinforce what I heard you saying. I mean, even the influencers influence everybody at the same time. Yes. The designers as well as the consumers. Yes. It, It. It. that's things are so so different now. so different yeah i think more and more people that like you said consumers are really telling the designers what they want and the trends are almost dictated by the masses almost um in a way um than they are the designer well i wonder how the designers used to decide how trends were going to happen or well what that, did they look at i think that goes back to trend forecasting and so there is 
a something that is kind of um, available to a lot of designers that kind of gives you like a baseline, you know, and that goes back to, oh, gosh, I mean, the true the true job, I, I think a great job would be a trend forecaster. Mm. I mean, really, what that what is that? That's someone that really looks, I mean, because they've got to do a lot of research, because it sounds like a fluff job to me, like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'm tra- Oh, yeah, I'll tell you that color is popular next season. No, they really actually have to do a lot of research. And things like weather goes into it, you know, foreseeing the, the long term weather forecast, economics goes into it, society, where we're at as a society, all of that really goes into it. And they really look deep into, you know, predictions like Wall Street. That's a big impact on that. You know, you think about that. It all kind of links itself together. And so there is sort of a base because if you notice um, each season, retailers will do, you know, if it's yellow, okay, well, how do they all know that yellow is the color? It's not just because of Pantone, by the way, because where do they get it from? Yeah, right. It's fashion forecasters. That's kind of where it starts. And it, again, it all depends on the like, tons and tons of research. So, so there's that. And that still exists, for sure. We still have colors of the year. We still have, okay, linen's really hot this year, whatever it may be, or this color, or that trend, or pattern, um, or well, seven. I can imagine the way things are now. It, it makes the forecasters crazy, because things can change so much, fast, so much faster than they used to. Exactly. Exactly. So how do they how do they say this is the color for the year? It might be the color for the next six months. Yeah. Well, I think that's also why now there's multiple colors. There's sort of palettes, mm. and people not people, but like people like paint companies, let's say that are saying you know these are our color palettes. They're all kind of doing their own version now. So there's uh, that. So mm-hmm. it's not just dictated by one person or one company. You know, Pantone. I talk about Pantone because that's my favorite, and they're kind of the top leading. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bear does their color palette as well. They put it out in the fall, and they kind of say, okay, these are our colors. And that then helps then lead trends for interior design, fashion, et cetera. Um, it also uh, affects technology. Did you see the new Apple, the c- computers of all the colors? The, uh, oh, yes. Screen? You know, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I mean – Things it's like driven everywhere. Lots of uh, tacky thing, the tech world, and even home like gadgets and things like that. It's not just fashion and interior design. So um, even cars, you know, colors of cars or styles of cars, all of that is impacted. Of course, the word fashion doesn't mean just clothing. Right. Right. Mm. Exactly. Mm. So yeah, I think it's very interesting how things have. If you look back and you think about it for a minute, how things used to be, even just how you shopped. Just take that for example. How I used to shop, you know, compared to how you shop now. You know, what do we do? Probably most likely, first thing we do is looking Google something, right, on your smartphone or on your computer. Usually, it's the first thing. I mean, that's where I look first, just to see if where it's available and how quickly can I get it, whatever it is. Of course, I'm the girl that wants to go to the store. I'm a fan of in-store shopping, but I always start with my phone. Okay, well, where am I going to go? Well, who has it? Who has it at the best price? So is it something that I could just order online and save myself a trip? Maybe I don't want to go to the store. Is it, you know, whatever. So just that alone is a huge, huge difference, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it was pretty interesting. All right, I'm going to take a really quick break, and then when we come back, I'm going to switch gears and go into Ask the Stylist. I've got age-appropriate trends and a big question that I always get from all of my clients. You won't want to miss it. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. 
Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Okay, so one question I get from probably 75% of my clients is, do you think this is appropriate? And fill in the blank with this, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, age appropriate is a big thing. And here's what I have started saying. (laughs) You know, it's different for each person, of course. But in general, I will say, this is my stylist tip. You can wear just about anything as long as you... Make it your own and feel comfortable. That's my tip. So, you know, I don't think it's a broad statement. It's fair to say something like, oh, after the age of 50, you shouldn't wear a miniskirt. Well, in general, probably most of the time it might, you know, if it's teeny tiny micro, but, you know, I don't know that teeny tiny micro really looks good on anyone, even if you're a young girl. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Are there certain things, you, you certain places, things to be appropriate? Of course, yes, to where you're going or what you're doing. But I don't know if age is such a big deal anymore. And it used to be. It really used to be really important. You know, oh, you can't wear that. Oh, you can't. You know, it was kind of like I remember being when I was younger. Gosh, women over even like 35, 40, it was like, that's it. You know. Well, being in shape, uh, even into your later years, is not something – that happened many years ago. Right. And now it's way more common. Way more common. And that, yeah. and that makes it possible for someone more elderly to carry f- yes. younger looking clothes. Good point. Yes. Really good point. Or to Hard wear, to say. <laughs> y- yeah. Or to wear something that you might have once deemed inappropriate, you know, not age appropriate. Mm. Agree. Yeah. Um, that's a very good point, Bob. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so for me, it's more about how you carry your weight your personality, your personal style, owning it. So, you know, I've, you, you could have someone that's 25 years old and wearing something, and I would say, well, that doesn't look right because of whatever, maybe how she carries her weight or whatever. Mm. And then you could have the, a, a, a person that wears the same thing that's 52 and they look great. And, again, it's about body proportion and body shape and exactly what you said. Maybe they're in shape or in tone. Yeah. So, you know, I've seen elderly ladies. I, I have this thing that I do when I go to the beach – at the, on the summertime, in the summertime, I, you know, there's lots of the kids running around and they're great. They're cute until they, you know, start screaming and become annoying. And I'm like, okay, where are my headset? But I often will notice 
elderly people, so an older couple or two older ladies, and I just I just like to not stare at them inappropriately, but kind of just people watch them. I don't know. I just find that I'll watch what they're doing and what they're wearing and how much fun they're having. And I I don't know. I guess I kind of envision myself, you know, like, hey, that I'd like to be that like that. And there's always that one woman or two women or a couple, you know, an older couple walking down the beach holding hands or two ladies chatting. They have their little straw hats on. They've got the cooler. They've got their chair. And I'm just amazed by it. I don't know why, but I'm always fascinated by this. But I will know what exactly, like their whole, the whole energy, like what they're doing and what they're wearing. And I will be amazed how many times I'll say, wow, that lady has great legs, you know, and it's clear she's elderly, you know, Mm. probably, I I don't even know know the ages. Um, And so, or she's got a, she's in great shape, you know. Um, So yeah, I think that you really have got to feel comfortable. But anyway, I've highlighted a few um, staples that I'm calling ageless staples. And I'm going to give you a few examples of how to wear. And what I did was just for the sake of difference, I kind of came up with um, an, an item. So a trend, uh, not necessarily a trend, an, uh, an item. And I'm saying how maybe a mother would wear it and then how a daughter could wear it, style it. Now, I'm not saying this has to be this way. These could be the other way around just for the sake of having like two, because mother and daughter is usually going to be two different generations. So for the sake of that, I've titled it mother and daughter. So the first one is short floral spaghetti strap dress. And this is one that's very common. Anything short spaghetti strap, I often hear, oh, it's not age appropriate. And I disagree. So mom, here's how you, and again, this is all going to depend on your shape, how you carry your weight, your personal style, and what you're comfortable with. So if you're comfortable with this, go for it. I think you could easily layer a jacket, wear it with a cute pair of little slides or a mule or a little tennis sneaker. Great. So if you think like, oh, it's I'm not covered up. I don't, maybe you don't like, I hear this all the time. I don't like my upper arms. I hear that a lot from ladies. Okay. So you're going to throw a little denim jacket over your shoulders or put it on and you're going to pair it with a tennis sneaker. It's, it's appropriate. Daughter, she can pair it with maybe some chunky, heavy silver jewelry, maybe some biker boots, maybe a pair of high tops. This is very common with younger girls, a shorter skirt with a pair of high tops. It's kind of like that tomboy look. Second one is boyfriend blazer. This one also is one thing I hear all the time. No, I can't wear that. It's too big. It's too bulky because it's boyfriend blazer means it's a more boxy squared cut. So it's kind of big to begin with. But that's the look. Okay, so you're basically just going to pair it with something fitted because that is big and oversized. So for the mom, I would say T-shirt, pair of sneakers. Um, maybe at night you want to wear a, more of a silk camisole with a pair of jeans and a little pair, like a kitten heel, and then the boyfriend blazer. So you're kind of dressy and, and still casual at the same time. Daughter might wear it with a crop top. Biker shorts. This is a look, by the way. This is a look. Lots of young girls do. It's those cycling shorts, spandexy shorts, crop top, and a big oversized blazer. Um, I've also seen it done with cowboy boots. Very, like, very on trend in young girls right now. It's a look. I know you think, "Mm, I don't know. But, you know, some girls can carry it off. Some young girls, they look great. Um, and I, and I think, again, it depends on the personality. I think it depends on, um, body type and of course where you're going and what you're doing um next thing wide leg denim okay so 
Wide leg denim always, I, if I bring this up in a styling session, I never, it's never well received unless someone already wears wide leg denim. Why? I'm not sure. Is it the word wide that I'm saying? Wide leg? I'm not sure. People, for some reason, have a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a phobia, but a fear maybe when I bring up wide leg denim. I've noticed this. Now, listen, you say that to me. I'm happy because I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm I'm wearing a pair of wide leg pants right now. Um... And I know how I'm going to wear it. Um, I think because it's wide, I think people tend to think that's going to add volume and they're going to look bigger. And no one obviously wants to look bigger. Not true. So wide leg denim usually is a little bit more high-waisted. It is a bit of a 70s look, but it doesn't have to be styled that way. You could also do a cropped wide leg denim. So that's what I wear most of the time. So, Or sometimes full length. Cropped is cute for the summertime lets you show off the shoe you want to do if you want to do a platform a little sneaker or um, even a wedge would look great and wide leg just means it's fitted through the hip and thigh so it's not any bigger it's not making you look bigger and then it just goes straight down so it doesn't taper in at all so let's say if you had very muscular calves you wouldn't really see them if you wanted to hide them if I had them I'd want to show them off but (laughs) or um if you didn't like your thighs, let's say, these are great for you. Um, so because, again, it's just going to be exactly the same width as your thigh and then drop straight down, um, kind of fooling the eye and really elongating your leg because of the high waist. So how's mom going to wear it? I would say a cute button-down blouse, maybe a linen shirt, sleeves rolled up, a little platform espadrille, and a straw tote. This is, by the way, this is a great travel look wide leg jeans or wide leg khakis whatever it may be very comfortable when you're traveling whether you're sitting in a car or you're on a plane um very just because they're not tight you think of skinny jeans it's very tight and kind of constricted a wide leg is definitely more comfortable daughter might wear it with a graphic tee or a bodysuit and a pair of sneakers or boots Um, And again, either way, I think this is something, this is a little bit trickier only because of proportion. So if you're going to do, I I would say in question, just wear full length, not cropped. Cropped can be tricky depending on how cropped it is. And again, your body proportion. Um, Next on my list is large, chunky chain link necklaces. Really trendy right now. And um, I had a client that said, oh, I love that look, but I don't know if I can wear it. Is it too young for me? The answer is no. So Basically, just to do that, the trend is kind of mixing metals right now and mixing different um, types of necklaces. So I think for the mom, you just have to make it more of like a statement. So maybe you're going to layer it in with other statement pieces and maybe not mix as much um, because you're going to want it to look sort of like the focus of your outfit. Also, if, if you're doing a necklace, it's a big chain link necklace, a little trick is if you don't want it to be like draw so much attention, wear a collared shirt. So then you only really see the necklace in the front and it's sort of just giving like a hint. It's not like, hey, I'm wearing this big, you know, because sometimes people say, well, I'm not used to wearing big chunky jewelry. Wear with a collared shirt. Then you just see a little part of it in the front and um, it just gives you enough and it's, you know, close to your face. It, it kind of frames your face without overdoing it. Daughter is going to wear it with lots of other accessories and even maybe in her accessories. For example, right now, a chain link 
handbag is very popular. So that's um, if you're familiar with Bottega Veneta, popular, very popular luxury brand. They have a bag out right now that it's sort of a pouchy looking bag. Reminds me of like a cloud. In fact, I think is that what it's called? It's called the cloud. I should know this. Um, can't think of it right now. It's a pouchy looking bag, and then the strap is a big chunky chain, like a chain link, big, and it's gold. And by the way, it's heavy. I've tr- I saw this in the store. I tried it on. It was with a friend of mine. My friend owns one of these bags. And I said, but how do you carry that on your shoulder? Because this is a small bag. It's not really big. But the chain is so heavy. And she goes, oh, yeah, it's totally uncomfortable. It's strictly for looks only. <laughs> by the way, this is the same friend that had the, the – remember the story about the Prada barrette that was, like, crazy expensive? Yeah, the $300 Prada barrette. Yeah, same friend. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that is very popular in accessories. So that might be maybe how daughter is going to wear her um, chunky chain link necklace. And then also one of my favorites on the list is leather jacket. So um, for mom, I'm going to say now this is like a this could be a biker jacket, but I'm thinking more of like a tailored leather jacket, sort of like a blazer. So it's going to have a really clean line. It's going to be very tailored. Well, let's say it's black. For mom, think of like an updated office look. So this is instantly going to pull you together, pull, pull your outfit together, um, you know, obviously over a blouse uh, with trousers or a slim fit jean, a pump even, or a mule. This is going to be like a casual Friday office look, or maybe it's a date night look. I think you could wear a strappy sandal. You could really do a lot with a leather blazer. I always say that's something everyone should have in their closet. Um, daughter is probably going to be a little bit more fun. Maybe it's with like a, a tattered mini skirt. So the mini skirts that have like a raw edge along the bottom shorts I've seen a lot of this with younger girls I've seen a lot of short sets so it's basically like shorts with a little matching crop top and then they're throwing a little leather blazer over it it's definitely a casual look um and it's cute. I think it's cute for younger girls, um, to, you know, you know, to wear. Now, again, either I'm not saying these are the rules. Um, these are the suggestions on how both mom and daughter could wear the same thing. Um, yes, certainly mom could wear the mini skirt or shorts and vice versa. I'm not saying it's not. It's just an example of two different ways of two different styling it for probably two different generations. And it's the same exact item. So. Um, moms, beware, your daughters are going to come for your closet. (laughs) So um, listen, that's the best way to shop. Um, So I think that, you know, hopefully that helps maybe some of your choices going forward, Um, you know, and maybe even when you're shopping, maybe it is something that you could share with your daughter or sister or friend. And, uh, you know, there's just some ideas of two ways to style it. The point is you've got to be comfortable and any you can wear anything as long as you make it your own. And you feel super, super comfortable in it. And I think that's the point. Just don't do anything that's not you. You won't be comfortable. You'll constantly kind of fidget. And um, I think that's the most important thing of all. By the way, last note before I run out of time, I just wanted to mention my social media. I've been posting lots of good outfit ideas. And I've got uh, some new blog posts coming up. So please be sure and check that out. My blog is wardrobeenvy.com and my handle on social media is uh, at wardrobe, wardrobe underscore envy, E-N-V-Y. Check that out for sure. Um, and that'll do it. All right. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH.
1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. JBS employees started returning to work this week after the company's beef operation stopped following a ransomware attack by suspected Russian hackers. The infiltration shut down meat production in North America and Australia. The White House is telling American companies to step up their cybersecurity. Is a reminder about the importance to private sector entities of hardening uh, their cybersecurity uh, and ensuring they take the necessary steps to prepare for this threat, which we've seen. Uh, rising even over the last few weeks. Jen Psaki from the White House lectern. Rioters in Minneapolis, Minnesota reportedly smashed windows and lit a dumpster on fire Thursday night near a parking garage where an officer fatally shot a suspect as the wanted man pulled a gun on officers. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Some protesters were arrested. The shooting involved U.S. Marshal Service and no Minneapolis officers were involved. USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Alaroot for our newest sponsor, Asset Strategies, or ASI for short. ASI is a precious metals powerhouse. They sell gold and silver. Never in history has there been a more important moment to buy gold and silver. ASI has been in business for 39 years. They've served over 20,000 clients and sold $5 billion worth of gold, silver, and precious metals with zero 